This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Good afternoon slash evening slash morning to you, wherever you may be. And welcome to episode number 162 of the Keeper to Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. I'm your humble host, Jason Bullen. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour, demand the power, too sweet to be sour. That's right, it's me, Smokey Bear. I'm your premium. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I'm coming to you from the rolling and sweltering hills of Saratoga County, New York. Here we are, the first Saturday of the month of August, 2022. I paid tribute to somebody who passed away recently, and if you're a baseball fan, you certainly know who he was, or is, really. But I'm pretty sure you found out. Okay, I'll let the cat out of the bag here. I was paying tribute in that intro to the late, great Vin Scully, who passed away this past week at the age of 94. Long time. Los Angeles Dodgers broadcasters started with the team when they were over in Brooklyn. And he had a very lengthy career calling Dodgers ball games. Also heard nationally on NBC and on CBS radio calling some of the greatest moments in the game's history. So we wanted to pay tribute to him at the beginning of this episode. So there you go right there. All right, sad stuff out of the way. Let's get to the social media. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. And there's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. That's for you to peruse there. I'll put the new episodes every time these things come out. Baby, baby. Well, folks, a lot more road tripping going on with yours truly recently. And we're going to get to that here. It's going to be a mishmash of topics here. No real rhyme or reason. You know, it's family show. going to circle the wagons. Hopefully I'll get a topic in here for next time. But let us start, as always, with the vanity portion. As I mentioned just seconds ago, yours truly hit the road, and this past weekend, he hit it hard, let me tell you. It all started on Saturday. I stayed over at Nancy's house. That's my dad's companion, by the way. And the main feature of the day, actually the only one, really, was a birthday party for one of her granddaughters over at this campground in the city. So we all assembled there, Sally Forth about, what, 11.30, I believe it was. Spent literally about the whole afternoon, and it was quite the party. And there was the kids there playing in the lake, or the pond, or whatever that was. There was no lifeguard there, so the parents got to keep a watchful eye over the churns as they're playing around the lake. Hopefully not too much in the way of roughhousing and horseplay and all that stuff. So much so that they'd have to crack the whip and do the brigadier bit. Well, it was quite the party. It was not much to write home about. Just usual stuff. Hamburgers were on offer. Nice horse duver spread. That's appetizers. Then you had some desserts there, including stuff for the kids like blue raspberry jello and whipped cream. Oh, that was great. It was good till about 4.30. Then Dad took me back to Nancy's house. I hung out there for a little bit. And Dad admitted later that night he was going to take me to the last Northam Steeplecats home game of the season and last game period of the season, but he was just too tired. He was asleep on the couch by 6.30 in the in the evening, almost in the afternoon. What am I talking about? And he was asleep while I was watching this special 
for uh, our Fox affiliate celebrated 40 years on the air. And I was looking forward to watching this special, and I did. It was quite enjoyable watching that Saturday night. I think it was about what, 9 o'clock or thereabouts. I went upstairs, got ready to go to bed. But I said, well, if we have an early off tomorrow morning, I better take my shower tonight. So I did just that. And to prove to Dad I wasn't monkeying around, I got dressed as soon as I got up the next morning and started packing my things and all that. So it was quite a busy early morning bringing whatever luggage I had downstairs. Then, you know, as we get Sunday mornings at that house, I make myself a cup of coffee. And as we get this time of year, I go outside, get a little quiet outdoor time. You know, a little time to myself to reflect, gather my thoughts before things start getting away from me. And they're going to start getting away from me right quick. You're going to find out why in just a few seconds. So I made for the back deck, drank my coffee, relaxed. I was there for about an hour or so, I think. Then my dad gets up about quarter to eight. We got a quick breakfast going because later on that day, he was going to meet me home. And we're going to take my nephew... Hunter out to this uh, animal zoo, game farm, whatever you want to call it, in Fulton County, New York. So we said, all right, we better not mess around here. So I'm fully dressed, suited, booted, ready to go. I leave about 8.30, fill up at this gas station in Williamstown, drive on back. I listen to the Sunday Puzzle on NPR Weekend Edition and also miss out on the episode of CBS Sunday Morning. So there goes the streak there, like it mattered. All right, I have to mention this too along the way. Now, every Sunday since the beginning of this coronavirus pandemic, I've had a volunteer call me every Sunday from the Autism Society or a chapter thereof. And, you know, we just talk, you know, we speak how we're doing, how we're faring in the pandemic. Now, two and a half years in, getting sick, uh, not as much a worry as it once was during that time. Right, you know, now Don's talking to me like, okay, you know, budgeting and all that how I'm spending time with the family, how things are going at work, you know, all matter of that. Now, I was on Route 22 in Hoosick, New York. I'm already over the state line, and about quarter past nine, he calls me like, he's like, hey, listen, I got to explain to you something. I'm in a part of New York State where cell phone coverage is going to be spotty at best and non-existent at worst. So there was that. I had a nice, very brief chat before my cell phone cut out. And then I called them back, left them a message, and that was it for the chat. So I didn't have to, so all that dinking around gone. We wound up meeting back at the house about 10.30. The little bugger was there waiting for me, as was Dad. And then I just didn't have much of a time. All I had to do was, I only had time to drop off the bags here in the living room of Bullet House from where I've come to you today. And then we all sallied forth after a few minutes to this place called Adirondack Animal Land. It's right outside Broad Alban, New York. And there's two components here. You get a ticket, you walk around, there's all these animals. You see turtles and llamas and alpacas. And Hunter was almost full of himself on the day. Ten years old, he was starting to go in the prepubescent dirt ball stage. Act like, act like a complete fool almost. Grandpa had to quack, crack the whip a few times, Grandpa being my dad, and quack the whip. Or, well, we saw some ducks there, too. All right, trying to get out of this. I don't want him to come in here, you know, barge in and disrupt the proceedings. 
Want to bet? All right. <laughs> she just spoiled it. All right. So after all the walk-in, Dad had to rest a few times because these are not the smallest of hills you're going up to see some of these animals. These are some rather steep hills as befits the terrain of Fulton County, the so-called gateway to the Adirondacks. In fact, going down Route 29, you look off to the east, what a view. You could see the southern Adirondacks from there in a nice big clearing. All right, so we're done walking. You know, I take the little bugger to the gift shop while Dad, uh, you know, takes care of a personal matter. He bought, like, a toy moose doll, a very small one, not big, not too big. I couldn't find anything in there, so I left empty-handed. You don't have to go in the gift shop and buy stuff in there every once in a while. Then all three of us get in the car. Now here come the safari portion, and you're driving past some of the animals out in the wild. And you got to be careful because some of these animals, you know, you go feed them, you open up your car window, and you're not careful. These animals can really go berserk and wreck your car and probably injure, if not kill you outright. Well, we didn't get any injuries. Hunter was instructed to roll up the driver's side rear window whenever these emus came up, ostriches, and there's part of the safari where there's like all manner of deer, antelopes. There are some, you know, emus and oh boy, that was a wild part of the trip. Wild being the operative word here. I thought, are we going to get attacked? What's going on? I, got, I had an emu brush up against the car on my side of it, the driver, passenger side. Meanwhile, the driver's side emu almost took out the driver's side view mirror. Well, thankfully, the car made it in one piece. We didn't run over any animals. The car didn't get wrecked. And a good time was had by all. Saw some bison, some gnu and whatnot on the way out. Well, but after we're done, we're debating, all three of us, where to go for lunch. And we're just looking for a pizza place. Hunter said, me want pizza. So we're trying to find a pizza place. We wind up going to the Pizza Hut in Boston Spot. Pizza Hut, not a sponsor. Good product, though. But this restaurant on the Sunday, there was literally one person working there as a one-person operation. You know, making the pizzas, taking orders, bringing out the food once it's all done. Pretty sad how uh, labor shortages affected many businesses, whether it's small businesses or big chains like where we were at on the day. Pizza was good. Had stuffed crust pizza, half cheese, half pepperoni. The little bugger was knocking it down like nobody's business. And then, wouldn't you know it, I thought he was going to take the little bugger home. Now, like I said, I didn't have much time to relax because we were going to go road tripping again. So about 2.30, I take my luggage up finally, go up to my room, and I just, I was, I looked dead to the world, like, much like dad the night before. And I decided, screw it, I'm taking a nap. I'm really uh, running out of gas here. So I just take a nice sleep. Two hours later, I wake up, the house is quiet. I'm like, hey, where'd everybody go? And I was getting all nervous. I'd be like a real nervous Nelly. I was like, you know, the Corvette's gone. Dad must have taken Hunter home or for a ride or something. It turned out the latter was true. I called Nancy. I'm like, hey, have you seen Dad anywhere? I checked Light 360. Uh, I don't know. The data wasn't working or he shut it off. I tried calling him. No reply. Leave a message. I didn't. Then Nancy called back. Oh, I just saw him on the road. He was taking the little bugger for a ride. I was like, thank God. <laughs> well, that relieved the tension. And then Dad came back, and the little bugger came with us. He had permission from his parents to join us for supper. And I believe we had hot dogs that night, if 
I'm not mistaken. I can't recall. It was just a whirlwind of a weekend. The little bugger finally left to go home about quarter past seven. So it was just a crazy weekend spread out between two states, a lot of miles traveled, and a nervous Nelly of a podcaster who lived to tell the tales. However, this isn't the only road trip I took this past week. There was all the stuff this weekend, and to quote DJ Khaled, another one. But this was really special. Back this past Wednesday, I managed to scrape together enough PTO that's paid time off to have a father-son day trip, have the day off to do something like this. And we went to this place in Montague, Massachusetts, and I'll tell you where exactly we went in just a minute or so. Now, after breakfast at this restaurant, Dad took me out. He's wined and dined me pretty much the entire week, a great 24-hour period or so, or 48 or however long it was. And then we set off for Montague, Mass. Now, first part of the trip, we went our normal way, like how we get to North Adams. However, I used ways to find a route to get to this place, and it almost looked like it was going to take us all over creation. <laughs> we went, like, east of Bennington, went to the Spine of the Green Mountains, had significant amounts of time where I did not have either phone or Internet service available to me. Not that that mattered. Geez, I'm glad I bought a book to read or brought a book to read. <laughs> I would buy books later on, spoilers. And we were just going through the southern part of Green Mountains, parts of New England I never knew existed. I thought there were some winding roads there. I thought Dad was going to get dizzy. He told me as much as he was behind the wheel. And I told him, we are taking a different route back once we're all done. Well, all that aside... We finally arrive at the Montague Book Mill. Now, their motto, their little selling point is books you don't need in a place you can't find. Well, we almost weren't able to find parking for the damn place. And not only is it a bookstore, it's this whole complex, all these little small businesses. Now, I went in the upstairs where I took the overland route and went in and I just putted around there for about 45 minutes. Dad just sat down, rest his weary bones. And I just uh, putted around there. I was like in the linguistic section, the you know, art section, you know, all that stuff, just puttering around. And I got two books, one of which is a book I'm going to crack open pretty soon here called Making War at Fort Hood, Life and Uncertainty in a Military Community by Kenneth T. McLeish. Again, I have not cracked open the book yet, but I'm sure I'm going to be in for a heck of a read. And I also got something... Just so I could brag about it to my French language meetup club when we have our Zoom meetup next week. So there you have it right there, folks. And there's a whole complex here. It's not just this book mill where it's just like a glorified used bookstore in a very unique setting. There's also this cafe. There's also a restaurant. There's an art gallery. And there's a music and movie store, a record shop. Now... I wanted to go into the music store, but here's a little side note of what happened here. I got to mention. As I walked past, there was this elderly woman and her friend sitting at another one of the tables. And she was like, Ashley, are you in a hurry? Can you help me get down to the bottom of this thing, whatever it is? I'm like, okay. Who am I to refuse a good deed? Now, this is a very elderly woman. She had to be 
uh, mid-90s or something. I uh, She was old. She was old the hills, trust me. So her friend's on one side. I'm trying to pull the car. I'm like, I'm in front of the car. I'm trying to help her out. Said, no, this isn't working. Okay. And she's like, all right. She tells her friend, you grab one arm. She tells me to grab the other. I'm like, oh, we're coordinating everything. I'm like, okay, let's just get downstairs and make sure she doesn't fall over and she gets down in one piece. So it took longer than I expected, but, you know, anything to help out a person in need, especially the elderly, and lapsed Cub Scout that I was, I was able to help her down, said, okay, here we go, there you go, thank you, Shenny, and then walked out to this record store, and shock of shocks, it was only open on weekends, noon to five. I'm like, what in the flying is going on here? I'm like, oh, there's also an art gallery. All right, let's try that out. Not open Wednesdays. 0 for 2, whiff, whiff. We have more of those things happening on the way back. Another uh, spoiler alert right there. Just thought I'd give you the heads up on that whole deal. So, I'm, you know, it's a little warm out or humid. We've had a little heat wave go on again. Thank you, climate change. Or no thank you, climate change, really. So, I go in this cafe. I'm like, well, there's some free glasses of water. I'll just sluck them down, you know, keep hydrated as best I can. And then I feel like, you know what? I really shouldn't come from the free water. This is another small business. I should lend them my support. So I'm looking at the menu. I, there's some alcoholic options, but I'm on Zoloft, so I can't booze it up anymore. So that takes a significant portion of the drinks menu out. And besides, it was too hot out. I really shouldn't be boozing it up on such hot times anyway. Or conditions, rather. <laughs> no. So I looked on the menu, like, what can I have? Oh, there's a thing called maple milk. It was pretty delicious, though. I had to take my lactate for it. Now, if I ever have chocolate milk ever again, homemade, this is how it's going to be done. I saw the waitress or person working the counter put the topping on there, in this case, maple syrup, put it right at the bottom of the glass, and then put the milk stirred up and gave it to me. It was real good. What I'm going to do is put the syrup in first, then the milk. Whereas in past times, I would put in the milk, then the syrup, stir it up, and then it would change color. But, you know, it bring the taste. I'll try something different here going forward. So, hung out in the cafe for a little bit. Dad was out there waiting for me. We just hung out. Then there were some nice views near this restaurant where you could see this little river go right by. You could hear the sounds there. Took some pictures of the river and the surrounding area. And that was a great time. So about, I think it was 1.30 or thereabouts, we decided to, you know, we decided to skip town. Well, we said, all right, well, we're going to take the different route back. I used Google Maps this time to get us out of the area. Then we had to do a little shopping. My dad decided to stop at the BJ's Wholesale Club, not a sponsor, in Greenfield. And had a little trouble up with him. Now, they decided, well, I'm going to go look for clothing for Junior here. Junior meaning me, of course. So I get like a pair of shorts. I get a pair of pants for when, you know, we get through the late summer, early fall. We can't wear shorts at work anymore. So, you know, because my policy is with clothes. Whenever I buy something, I'm usually on the clock for 24 hours. I usually wear it within a 24 or 48-hour period. So... Once I get it out of the store, I paid for it and everything. 
I am on the clock. I usually wear it the next day. So, got a pair of night shorts. I got a pair of pants and whatnot. And that's where, that was about it, really. I tried looking for lactate there. Couldn't find any. So, we use the self-checkout. My dad scans his card. And after I've gone to check out, I've scanned everything through. The per, you know the the monitor on the cash register tells me you have ten dollar rewards. Like, what do you think I should? And Dad's like, well, what do you think? Now, my Aspergian brain says you want to save money. Hit the yes button. I said, yeah, let's do it. Cash it in. And then Dad got a little upset at me, and he said, wait a minute, that was my ten dollars. I can't use it no more, you dumbass. So $25 worth of clothing, I actually paid 15 bucks for it. Good deal if you can get it. <laughs> so, well, this too shall pass. I kind of felt guilty. All right, now, I talked about all the uh, hassles and horseshit I encountered at the Montague Book Mill. This happened when we were trying to go to lunch. We weren't hungry yet. So we had a late breakfast, right, like 9 o'clock, 9.30. So, all right, where are we going to go to breakfast? Dad's like, all right, I'm going to surprise you. And he was going to take me to this little cafe in Shelburne Falls. And we got there. We found out it would be open, but it wasn't going to be open for like another hour and change. Three o'clock in the evening, really. So like, oh, darn it. So Okay, so where do you want to go next? I said Wigwam Western Summit. I kind of mentioned almost incessantly that we got there closed out right on Wednesdays. 0 for 2 again. Jeez. So we said, all right, where do you want to go? Right. Well, we went to Pedrin's Dairy Bar and wound up having lunch. I had a grilled chicken sandwich, a grilla they call it there. Dad knocked down a sausage sandwich. And that was it, man. Whew. And we got home about 3 o'clock, 3.30. It was quite the trip. It was very special. I'll have more reflections on that as we get to the end of the episode. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? All right, folks, we've made it to Jason's Sports Corner. If this is not your bag, go ahead and scrub forward to, towards the end of the episode. All right, we got some things that are going on in the world of sports here. First up, I'm going to start with baseball. The Yankees, well, they had a pretty active trade deadline in some corners, a little too active, and some of the right players didn't go. Okay, Joey Gallo went to the Dodgers. I texted my brother-in-law Wednesday morning and said, Hey, how do you feel about Gallo with the Dodgers? Said, you can have him. <laughs> well, we got Andrew Benintendi. That was a big splash. I was so hoping the Yankees would make a splash for Juan Soto. They'd make the, you know, make an offer to him, give him a trade, or make the, make the deal, as it were. But he shocked both Yankees and Dodgers fans alike by going to the San Diego Padres in a trade. So a lot going on there. Andrew Benintendi went to Kansas City. Well, to the Yankees from Kansas City. Oddly enough, a former Boston Red Sox member. So he's on this side of the rivalry now. And there's some, a lot, got some help in the bullpen. But as of late, the bullpen help hasn't been reliable, at least at this stage yet. Now, coming to the All-Star break, the Yankees had about a good, solid 12-game lead over Toronto in the American League East. It's now shrunk to 10 and a half last I checked. And the Yankees lost last night. Matt Carpenter back in St. Louis for the first time since he showed up with the Yankees earlier this season. 
And there were some comparisons before, just before the All-Star break, really, to the 1998 club. Now it's gotten to the point where they make the World Series or bust, or just win the World Series. Do or no do, there is no try, said Yoda way back when. So hope we can right the ship and uh, keep kicking butt, go back to that the way it was earlier in the season. All right, other news in the world of sports that piqued my interest was the basketball tournament. The 2022 edition is done and dusted for another summer. And it was a great run by Autism Army, or Americana for Autism, as they were called this year. Unfortunately, they fell in the championship game to Blue Collar U. And this is a team of people who were, you know, they used to be basketball players at SUNY Buffalo. Well, Buffalo is a championship now, kind of. So good on you, Western New York. Congratulations to Blue Collar U, but also congratulations has to go out to Americana for Autism. A hell of a run. Found out not only the most noteworthy player, their captain, but also two other players have kids in the autism spectrum. So a very noble cause. I'm glad they had the run they did. Disappointed, however, that they didn't win the title. Winner take all, I think it's $10 million. So a lot of money on the line. I think I'm um, mentioning that I like one the basketball tournament, but I think as far as the payout, the money goes, if there's a, a team of alumni from a certain college that wins the 10 mil, I think in future they should donate it to the athletic program to help out the other sports that don't really generate as much money for the university. Oh, football, basketball, those are the two big cash cows for any big-time college. They're the ones that generate the most money. Well, help out the little guys, too. Help out the lesser-known sports programs. That's just my way of thinking. Just a suggestion. All right, thankfully, this is Jason Sports Corner at an end here. I don't have to dispatch Tom Servo. Get all geeked out and like that. All right, folks, we've made it to the end of another episode or thereabouts. But before we bring this rickety flight home, got some pod shout-outs I want to tell you about, but... Before we do breaking news, Western Union. Oh, I don't have the rights to that. Never mind. Um, I did have a Summer of Littles meetup planned for tonight at the Tri City Valley Cats in Troy, New York, at Joseph L. Bruno Stadium. Unfortunately, on account of the weather and lack of interest, such as life in upstate New York for these sort of things, I've had to scrap the meetup, sadly. So, unfortunately, and therefore, you will not be receiving a report on how Summer of Littles 2022 went here in New York's capital region. I apologize for all that, but it is what it is. Anyway, speaking of the Littles, let's get to the pod shoutouts here. Loyal Littles podcast, the final run-up to SOL 22. Chuck and Roxy had as their guest Meredith Buzzy. I don't know if she's any relation to Ruth Buzzy. Listen to the episode, blow my mind. And Nick Milky, Milky, Milky Cabrera, Milky, Milky Cocoa Puffs. Nick, if you're listening, I'm sorry I butchered your last name. If I did it already, I apologize. Please don't hurt me. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast and on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. One in 44 from the Anderson Center for Autism down there in the Hudson Valley of New York, Jay Perez, who is the ice cream truck at the Anderson Center. Former New York City cop, a great interview. You can follow the Anderson Center on Twitter at Anderson Autism and on Instagram at Anderson Center for Autism. 
And how's this for a return? We don't have any episodes of GFA Live or the Break It Down show this week, so kind of light, but we do have the welcome return of the Sportscasters with Steve Bennett all the way out in Buffalo, New York. Season 12 is finally underway, and the first two episodes, the curtain raiser for the season, the team of John Orand and Andrew Marchand, hey, that rhymes, as well as Aaron Schatz of FootballOutsiders.com. And the most recent episode that dropped, Sean, well, Sean McDonough was the guest. Steve talked with him. ESPN used to be with the Red Sox, Nesson, and Scott Morrison. Not Jim Morrison, but Scott Morrison in the book club about the 1972 uh, series between Canada and the Soviet Union. Anderson! At Squad Brothers. You can follow Steve at the Sportscasters, actually the underscore Sportscasters on Twitter. It's been so long since he's had an episode, I forgot what his social media handles were. Steve, forgive me. And on a more serious note, I want to wish Steve Bennett all the very best. He's battling Crohn's disease again. Uh, had some medical trouble that kept him away for a good long while, but I'm glad he's back and just in time for football season. It's great to hear you again, Steve, and... Keep fighting, brother. You're as tough as they come. As for this little dog and pony show, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, your podcatcher of choice. If said podcatcher does not carry our podcast, I have a RSS feed pasted in the show notes. You can just copy, paste it, put it in there, and get new episodes whenever they become available. If said podcatcher has rating and or review capabilities, do me a huge solid. Give me a five-star rating, please, and a good write-up. Thank you in advance of all that. Okay, I haven't done this segment in a while, speaking of which. It's called One More Thing. This is where I have a little commentary portion of the show. And this is where I give my thoughts about something I either talked about earlier in the, earlier in the episode. Maybe you agree, you know. Or circle back to that. Or something else entirely that's been on my mind, just couldn't fit in the body of the show, or just really had no place. I wanted to save it for last. It's going to be the former today, and as I mentioned earlier, my dad and I had a little father-son day trip to the Montague Book Mill. And I forgot to mention the other book I got, I got from the foreign language section. And there are a lot of books in French, and this is from a French newspaper called Le Monde, which is like the New York Times, the Times of London, the big national newspaper of record in that country. And the title is, Comment va la France? How is France doing? Roughly translated. And uh, it's like France at the beginning of the 21st century, how they were going through stuff. But that is all by the by. As you may or may not know, I started this podcast five years ago when my dear mother, Lois Bullitt, may she rest in peace, love you, miss you every day, uh, died of cancer in Boston. And for a month there, I was figuring out, okay, she's gone, what do I do? I'm a giant sounding board. So that's how I started this podcast. And I did a father-son trip. I've talked about my dad a few times, the adventures we've had together. And, you know, there are times that we haven't quite got along. We never came to blows. We never got to, like, big shouting matches. He would be upset with me with some of the actions that I have taken, you know, how I, you know, conduct myself. Well, I'm not getting arrested or anything, get thrown in the clink. 
But, you know, usually it deals with finances, where I go shopping, where I get certain items. You know, little peccadillos like that. That usually, you know, get under his skin, get stuck in his craw, stuff like that. But I want to focus on the positive here. During the course of the trail, I think this was on the trip home. We're on the Mohawk Trail. We're headed towards North Ends. We're on the long slog home. Or maybe I think it was on the way too. I'm not sure. But anyway... Sometime during the course of the trip, I mentioned that I'm glad I have friends, I'm glad I have family, and my dad mentioned that one day when he passes on, as will be the fate of us all, I'm going to have mainly friends. Hopefully uh, my sister and everything will be able to look after me if she doesn't get tied up in family drama too much. I had a little problem with my recording device here, sorry to... The screen went blank. I have no idea what happened. Anyway, I'm still talking. Okay, that's anchor for you. I apologize. God damn it. Okay, sorry. Uh, technical the fact that I had a little tender moment. All of a sudden, I got all this bullshit going here. I'm just going to keep talking. Well, why don't you get back on the point there, bud? Okay. Jeez, hey, you haven't been too much here. Statler and Waldorf are back. Anyway, back to the lecture at hand before I lose my train of thought. I was talking about, you know, hopefully my sister will look after me when dad goes to the great hereafter. Whenever that day will be. I'm not, it's not if, it's when. And I think of all the trips I had with mom before she passed away, all the places we went. And I thought of the father-son dynamic. I may not have been the best son, but compared to my sister, in his thoughts, in his line of thinking... I've treated my dad in his later years and the years since mom's passing. My voice spoke, excuse me. I've treated him well. I may, like I said, I may have had times where I've gotten crossways with him. I showed uh, some degree of ignorance when I was told to do something or I tried to sneak something past, you know, sneak it past the goalie as it were. But all in all, I've been in good relation with my father, and we've really grown closer in the last few years, especially, you know, he has Nancy with him now, and I've since we've had to have Otis the Wonder Dog put down last year, I've been able to stay over at her place, and I've had a greater connection to him and greater connection to where he grew up, North Adams, Adams, Williamstown, Western Massachusetts, Berkshires, Pioneer Valley, it's been great, and we've taken some trips together as a result. The one thing I want to leave it is, I don't know how many, none of us know how many trips we have left. Just savor every moment with these three, because, you know, these two rather, because Lord only knows when it's all going to come to an end. Take it one day at a time. And on that philosophical note, we will now bring to an end Episode number 162 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I thank you as ever for listening. I appreciate your support. I never take the audience for granted. Never have, never will. I'll catch you again on the next one. And until we talk again, as always and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis lives. Get over Castleton.
You know, friends, so many people have wished me congratulations on a 67-year career in baseball, and they've wished me a wonderful retirement with my family. And now, all I can do is tell you what I wish for you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. For every problem life seems a faithful friend to share, for every sigh a sweet song, and an answer for each prayer. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, oh, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be.